Well, I've got one thought for us tonight, and it could take long or it could take short. Hopefully it takes short for your sake. Here's my thought. The fruit reveals the vine. Is that all right? The fruit reveals the vine. I was thinking about um, our place at home, and we've got fruit trees around our property, and out the back we've got some lemon trees. How do I know they're lemon trees? Because they grow lemons. And we've got some lime trees. How do I know that they are lime trees? Because they grow limes. This is really deep. I like straight to the deep stuff. I've got Fijoa trees. And what do they grow? You're wrong. Actually, they grow nothing because they're too small. But they will grow Fijoas. I've got plum trees. And I know that they are plum trees because at the right time of the year, I'm going to have plums. I've got apple trees, and they're doing nothing, and I've got no idea why. Hopefully they'll kick in at some point. I've got peach trees. That's good. And I know they're peach trees because they produce peaches. I've got mandarin trees. How do I know they're mandarin trees? Because they produce mandarins. You kind of got the point? So in John chapter 15, when Jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches, and that by staying connected to him, remaining in him or abiding to him, it would make logical sense to me that the world looking at my life would be able to tell that I'm connected to the Jesus vine by the fruit that I produce. Is that all right? Still with me? Not quite as easy as it sounds, is it? Because we're human. We muck up. We have good days. We have bad days. But generally, there should be some sign that I am connected to Jesus flowing out of my life. We would call that fruit. A product of the plant, is we call that fruit. So there should be some sign. Does that make sense? Are you in agreement with that? You're happy to agree with that? So how are you going in displaying fruit because you're connected to Jesus? Because our city desperately needs us to display some kind of fruit. The fact that we're here together tonight celebrating Jesus is wonderful, but it should be a flow on from it, and that should be that this week our city should be blessed. This week our, our city should get to experience, experience something of the character of the kingdom because we're together in the name of Jesus, and that's my prayer. That's what, that's what John 15 is about, and um, if you've been with us in the mornings throughout this year, primarily in the mornings, I've been doing a series on John 15, and uh, it's September, and I'm up to verse 4, so we're going really well. And, um, but we haven't always done it at night. So what I thought I'd do is I'm just going to give you a little few overviews of the first few verses of John tonight. But the one thing I really, really want you to remember is that if we're connected to the vine, there should be something of that vine's fruit that's displayed in our life. That's the thought I really would like you to go away with this evening. And don't beat yourself up if you think it's not happening. Life is a journey. Just keep plugging away. Okay? keep plugging away. But let's read John 15. We're going to read up to verse 17 from verse 1. 
up to verse 17. I'm reading from the NLT because I like it best. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me. Some of your translations will say abide in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other with the same, in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. For you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you are asking for using my name. This is my command. Probably this is a hint to the fruit. Love each other. Love each other. Got to understand when Jesus wrote these words, well, when he said these words, he was on his way to the cross. These were, this was his final, one of his final things that he said to the disciples before he went to the cross. So when he said these things, he had great intent behind his words. He wasn't just passing the time of day. He wasn't just hoping that he was going to tickle their ears. There's great intent there because this is one of the final conversations. You know, when I go out of the house, I might be going somewhere for a few days or whatever. I normally say to my sons something like, look after your mother. When I say that, I'm saying it with a sense of responsibility I'm putting on them. I'm not being flippant. I want them to look after their mother. I actually want them to take notice of what I'm saying to them in order that they can act a certain way and be helpful and take care of her while I'm away. Well, Jesus is doing the same thing here with the disciples. He's giving them some instructions that are going to be very, very helpful, and he wants them to take heed of what he's saying as he goes toward the cross. So he starts by saying, I am the true grapevine. I don't know if you remember back to the book of Exodus when Moses asked God who he is. And God says, I am who I am. I am who I am. And Jesus is making a little statement right here at the start when he says, I am. I am. He gets your attention. I am the true grapevine. 
up until this point of time, they'd looked at Israel as the grapevine or as the vine. But they, Jesus is saying, I am the true grapevine because Israel kept getting it wrong. They kept making mistakes and, and things wouldn't quite go to the plan. But Jesus is saying, you're looking in the wrong place. Actually, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. That's a massive statement because everybody, the Jews, knew that the hope of the world was going to come through Israel. But Jesus is saying, no, no, I'm the true grapevine. Actually, the hope for this world is going to come through me. Actually, I am the hope of this world. And my father, he's the gardener. In other words, he, everything, everything is his. Everything. And I love the way that he uses the term gardener because if I say to you, Pastor Ray is a gardener, straight away you think Pastor Ray likes gardens. You think he has his intent is to look after the garden and to treat the garden well. When Jan and I were first married, we lived in a two bedroom flat and it had plants outside. And they were annoying me, the plants, because you had to do stuff with them. Back then, I wasn't like I am now. And nowhere near as gracious. And, and so I rang up, um, I think he was one of the elders in the church at the time. It was a man I used to live with. His name was Ido. And I said, Ido, I need some gardening done, please. And he said, sure, I'd love to do that, because I knew Ido was a gardener. He loved gardening. He, uh, their house... I used to live with them. I think there were 125 million pot plants in their house. It was just like plants everywhere. I said, Edo, I need some gardening done. And he said, sure, I'll come round. So he came round to my house and I said, well, there's the garden. It's there and it's there and it's there. And he goes, fantastic. What shall we do with it? I said, round up the whole lot. Get rid of it. It's just a nuisance. And his face just dropped. He couldn't believe that I'd called a gardener to kill the garden, when the whole point of a gardener is to love the garden. And Jesus is giving us a massive clue here about the Father's nature toward us. The gardener, did you know that the Father loves you? He loves you. He's got great intentions towards you. He wants the absolute best for your life. And not only that, it says he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. That word prune also means cleanse or cleanse. So the picture here, if you're here in the morning, I illustrated that I used a chainsaw because that's the picture many people have in their heads is that God, when he prunes, is just out there like snipping, slashing, crushing, destroying almost. But it's far from the nature of the Father to do that. The word prune, when it prunes, it means cleanses. It literally is a picture of the viticulturalist getting down and lifting up the low branches on the vine off the ground, tying them in such a manner that they will now produce the fruit that they were created to produce. Not only tying these branches, but he lifts the branches and he cleans the leaves and he cleans the fruit. So it will be without spot 
and without blemish. It will be incredible fruit. That's the picture of God toward us. That's the nature of God toward us. Yet so often when we read it, the English translation is not so good. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't prove. It's like you go straight to that uh, grumpy, old man, white beard, angry God. Does anyone know the one I'm talking about? You do. Just nodding, yes. People go straight there. No, he's going to cut off. He's going to hurt. No, no. He's actually going to care for you. He's going to cultivate your life in such a way that you produce all the fruit that you were destined to produce. It carries on and it says, you've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. The message is the gospel, isn't it? The good news of Jesus Christ. The original language there actually says you've been pruned, you've been cleaned by the, shaped by the logos that I have given you. And in the day, in the context of the day, they knew, the locals knew that there was a cosmic mediator, but they didn't know his name. They knew there was a cosmic mediator that would come, that would somehow connect people and God, but they didn't know who it was. They used the word logos when they described this person, but Jesus is making it very clear that he is the logos. The, the name of that cosmic mediator, the name, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, and when we take hold of his message, he shapes our lives, he nurtures our lives, he gives our lives direction, he gives our lives purpose, and he gives them an eternal inheritance. It carries on and says, remain in me, and I will remain in you, or abide in me, and I will abide in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. Technically, when I cut a branch off my lemon tree, the branch is dead at that point. It might still look green, but it won't fruit in the future. It will die. As soon as the branch is cut, is severed, it's actually died. You, you and I can, cannot produce, the scripture tells us, the fruit that God desires us to produce if we're not connected to the vine, who's Jesus. And it tells us that we are branches of that vine. Every one of us. Every branch with potential to produce fruit. Every branch. But it says, remain in me. Remain in me. Remaining in him is a, it's a constant. It's not something we click in and click out of. You, you will be no more remaining in Christ tomorrow morning than you are right now. Your attention, your heart is probably more intentionally toward him, perhaps, right now than when the alarm goes off early in the morning and you haven't had coffee. But you're no more remaining in him in the morning than you are now. It's a, it's a constant condition. It doesn't change, as is his remaining in us. The Bible tells us when we give our hearts to Jesus Christ that we receive the Holy Spirit. It's a promise. It's a seal of things to come. It's, it's a he. He is a promise of things to come. 
when the Holy Spirit lives in me, the Holy Spirit lives in me. He doesn't jump out when I'm speeding, like some people would like to think. Not that I've tested it, never sped, but <laughs> he doesn't jump in and jump out. He, he's there. He's there. He's here. He's living within me. God, he, he remains in me on good days and bad days. I remain in him. Although it feels like I fluctuate some days. Ben could come back if you'd like to. It's all about remaining in him. It's all about relationship with him. Our lives producing the fruit that he desires and he's seen for our lives to produce is all about connection. It's all about us being connected to the right vine. If you are connected to the Xbox or the PS4 vine, at some point you will reap the fruit of that, won't you? What will the fruit look like? You decide. Some of you may be the fruit of that already. It's not looking at anyone, Muller. Oh, did I say that out loud? Did I say it out loud? No, that's right. Your things have moved on. That's right. You've got, you've got children. That was the end of that. If, if you, you will start to produce fruit according to the vine that you're connected to. If you're connected to the angry vine, you will start to produce that fruit. If you are connected to the gambling line, you will start to produce that fruit. If you're connected to the pornography vine, you will start to produce that fruit. If you're connected to the Xbox line, you will start to produce that fruit. If you're connected to the career line, there's nothing wrong with a career, but if you're connected to the career vine primarily, you will start to produce that fruit. Where Jesus is saying, come on, I am the vine. I am the only true vine. I am the only true vine for you to be connected to, to produce the eternal results in your life that He desires we produce. And so tonight I ask a very, very simple question. Are you connected to the vine? Are you connected to the vine? And if you are, can I encourage you that if you are connected to the vine, fruit will follow. You you can't squeeze the fruit out. The fruit will happen. The fruit will happen as long as you remain connected. That's what happens to a healthy plant. I look out my window, it's got lemon trees. I look out my other window, I can see buds on the plum trees. But it's got no leaves yet, but I know they're coming. And they will come because they're connected. The branches are connected. That's what will make them come. When um, I heard a preacher years ago, and it really upset me, he was saying with great passion, he was saying, and I personalize it, so he's saying, Sheridan, you must know the call of God on your life. You must pursue the call of God on your life. You must know exactly what it is and walk in it and outwork it to be able to accomplish what God's got for you. And I managed to get alongside the preacher afterwards. And I said to him, I feel awful. I said, I hear what you're saying. But the truth is, I don't know what the call of God is on my life. 
I don't know what the fruit of my life's supposed to be at this point of time, and I'm just trying to work out where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And if God, oh yeah, he said that's fine. It'll take you a whole lifetime to work that out. I thought that's not what you said. It's not what you said. But it's not even about the path and the working out. It's about being connected. Because if we're connected strongly, grafted in the Bible tells us, then the rest will happen according to His purposes, if we're wise. According to His purpose. But we've got to be connected to the vine. I want to encourage every one of us. We're all going into our week this week. I pray most days, Lord, may your church happen to the city not the city to your church. May the church happen to your city. We're all going somewhere tomorrow. We're going to work. We're going to university. We're going to school. We're going somewhere, the supermarket. We're going somewhere. Wherever, whenever. Be like Jesus. That's a statement of fruit. Wherever, whenever. Allow something of the goodness of the kingdom to ooze out of our life. Wherever we are doing whatever we're doing, and just let God be God. But again, it all comes back to the connection. Because he said, I am the vine. My father is the gardener. And we're the branches.